Welcome to Effed Up Successes, the weekly creative entrepreneur's podcast about failing upwards and navigating the journey of authentic growth. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we have liftoff. Ooh. Oh my god. I don't know why every time I struggle with the record button. Always. Every time. Remember last time we recorded for like five minutes and I was like, hey, real quick, <laughs> real, quick. real quick, real quick note. Uh, I'm not recording. <laughs> well, I always do that in the lounge. Like I'm, I am the record button pusher and I always fuck it up. So. You do it so No, you do it so well. You do, The reason you do it and not me is because you were infinitely more competent than I am when it comes to pushing <laughs> buttons. Well, if we were in charge Ayo. of any sort of doomsday device, definitely then a button pusher. you would be the one, you would be the one pushing the button and I would be the one distracting the guard. Or you'd have the keys and i push the button. I'd have both keys on, I'd turn into the stretch person from Rachel, the we could be the president. We, we should be the president. <laughs> Our powers Listen. combined. I feel like right now it's basically anybody's game. Right. So I think that we games. running together on a joint platform, not like president and <gasps> vice president, but both joint presidents. Oh my gosh, yeah. Would be a really epic way. And then you know you know who would be our vice president? Martha Stewart. Well, Martha, absolutely. I feel like we'd have to have joint vice presidents. So Martha and Snoop. Of course. Secretary of the something would be Montel Williams. Secretary yes. of the CBD oil is Montel Williams. He can be our, um, the Surgeon General. <laughs> yes. Montel Williams is the Surgeon General. I feel like Dr. Phil should be in there somewhere, too. I've been watching a lot of Dr. Phil. Oh, no. Yeah. It's no. so bad. He's it's the type so of person terrible. that would, like, have a, a gypsy wagon back in the day and, like, would sell you, like, cordials and Snake shit. Snake oil. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Well, I mean, he's not really a real doctor. So, I mean, <laughs> whatever whatever non-doctor role. I mean, oh then gosh. again, I could also go back to the president situation, but we're not going to go into that. We're not going to get into that. This is not a political podcast. This is... Do you remember what our podcast is? Sorry, I was queuing you up for that. Oh, I was looking at my margarita. I didn't... Look at me, Liddy. Why are you looking longingly at your margarita? You've I mean, had your margarita. It's this giant trash can of margarita. I can't, like, not look at it lovingly. I think it's amazing. I want to, like, record you just slurping from this beautiful bowl. <laughs> my pink it silicone straw. It is a tub. My, when I order, like, pho, my tubs of pho don't even come in buckets that large. No, this is huge. It literally is, like, a... It's, like, a mini trash can i want a trash can of margarita i mean i've got a good i've got a good uh kentucky meal gun on over here so see back to the it's basics actually, yeah it's actually from a bottle of bourbon i found hidden in the back of my bar because my my bar technically is like built-ins are that there, are in is there my a secret room. compartment like was it part I of prohibition bit, you know what maybe i should actually dig around back there see if i can find my own little speakeasy that would significantly increase my square footage but um no it's like a cutout in my dining room and it's deep it's deeper than it is wide so i forgot that i had a bottle of bourbon back there and i literally pulled it out and i was like i think this is my last full bottle of bourbon i'm running low on bourbon and i've already restocked on bourbon like twice during quarantine (laughs) so just so you know how i'm doing yeah that's how i'm doing i mean it's like an antiviral thing right Mm. i i truly believe my alcoholism is going to save me from coronavirus yeah, I think you've already probably had it, but yeah. Well, I hope so because, you know, we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. <laughs> I just remember you coming back and we were joking about how you had like the Spanish influenza uh-huh. and yeah. 
you came and then back I got from- the flu and I got back. Yeah, I yeah. just get all of the things. I feel like I'm almost prone to illness at this point this year. Yeah, breaking it down. But no, I think, you know, you always see those people that are like 300 years old and they're like, what's your secret to living? And they're like, you know, sex, cigarettes, and bourbon, you know, just stuff like that. Mm-hmm. My How gr- old was Dumbledore? Like 800. I don't know. Right? That's what he I thought. He was old, though. Also, by the way, um, I had never seen Harry Potter before until this year. Mm-hmm. People were like, what are you talking about? So I started watching it actually at the very beginning of quarantine. And this past week, we've been having like a Harry Potter marathon. Mm-hmm. And we're on the last movie, like the first the, the seven. Deathly Hallows. There's two, right? Yeah. There's like one and two. We're, uh, we're watching the first one. Or the, yeah. First the first part. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. It's good. Who is I'm your pumped. secret like crush? Because I feel like everybody has to have one. Oh, um, Severus Snape could yeah. get it. Could get it. Get it. Get it. I also don't know what's going on currently with him. Maybe he's a bad guy. Maybe he's not. Doesn't matter. Either way. I think you're going to be like pleasantly surprised with the outcome. I know he's not a bad guy, but here's the thing. Even if he was totally with the Dark Lord, he could still get The Dark Lord. I think so... Like the what's his name, Professor Lupin. He's gonna be horrified when he listens to this episode. Hi, Adrian. <laughs> he's gonna be like what, what? <laughs> no. So, um, definitely Professor Lupin, the werewolf guy that dies like earlier on. Lupin. Wait. He was cute. Did he die? No. Is he still alive? Maybe his girlfriend I, died. I mean, or wife in died? number six, he was alive. The one that was friends with Sirius. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I thought he was, a, he was alive. <laughs> you Does he I die in the next one? God damn no, it, Lenny. honestly, to be fair, I didn't really watch, like, the second part of it. Rude. Anyways, no. So, Billy and I, did you ever watch Supernatural when it was on? I watched, you know what's so weird? I watched parts of it, but not enough. To get you through. Like, I feel like I should have watched more. So, I was like, oh, it's a CW show. It's probably going to be garbage, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, uh-huh. I... I'm having like a really hard time watching it with Billy. We watch it like that's our our nightly thing now. So like, is it because the brothers are super hot? They are super hot. Like when I went into it, super I was hot. like, I don't think that like Jensen Apples is all that cute. And now I'm just like, oh my god. Now you're like, oh my god, and you like fight monsters and stuff. And and you you're tortured. Do yourself? you remember watching like movies when you were like a teenager with your parents and they were like R rated and the sex scene would come on and it'd be awkward. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah, how yeah. it is with my husband. <laughs> Uh, and both of us are just like amazing. making jokes, like looking, you know, left and right because we're both attracted to these people. They're so beautiful. Of course, of course. Yeah, it's kind of like a True That's... Blood. Like, reminds me of True Blood a little bit. I still, I am a grown ass, thirty one, almost thirty two year old woman, and I still, when I'm watching a movie with sex scenes with another person, I'm still like. <laughs> It's fine. It's fine. Like I still get weird inside. I'm a grown ass woman, Lenny, and we've had conversations that are way more rated R yes, than anything that you see on a movie. But for some reason, watching someone else do it, at least the good thing I know is that I could never be a voyeur. That's never going to be my thing. Like as soon as I looked over and saw somebody doing something, I'd probably giggle nervously and then <laughs> yes. run away. Um, but I'm just like, damn, these guys look like they're really good at what they're doing, and like, right. oh, they work. There's out. nothing better. There's nothing better than watching yummy. someone. That's good at what they're doing, especially if it's like battling supernatural shit. Oh also, I think I have paint in my hair. It's fine. I love it. Okay. What are we talking about? Hi, we're talking about our podcast called Effed Up Successes. Effed Up Successes, yes. That was kind of weekly, but now because we're in quarantine, it's kind of bi-weekly. Um, mm-hmm. Welcome, everyone. I think welcome it's back. also important to note 
that you would think that maybe, maybe you would think this, and listen, I didn't tell you to assume anything, so maybe you should, maybe you shouldn't. You would think that maybe we'd have more time to record the episodes, but I feel like it's very important to note, and I don't, I'm not just saying this for us to justify our lack of recording, but for other people as well, that just because you are forced to be at home doesn't mean you're just like sitting around your house. Available. Watching yeah. Dr. Phil episodes. Now, there is some of that. There is some <laughs> Dr. Phil episodes going on, um, but I think that there's a lot of people that are trying to, there's a big debate right now, obviously. A lot of people that are trying to get back to normal as fast as possible. A lot of people that are still very scared that are high risk like me. I totally get that. There's a big kind of debate in the world going on. And there's a lot of things that are just kind of ingrained in what our society expects of us for us to be work, 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 work 24-7, burn yourself out, and then take a vacation, get drunk, come back, burn yourself out again. Like this whole rest and reset type of thing. And I Mm -hmm. feel like we are currently in this time period where we have been provided this opportunity to not only reset but also restructure maybe the way that we run our lives and i think that that's kind of kind of some of the stuff that we're talking about today mm-hmm. i actually actually didn't mean to segue that naturally but listen that sounded great still, you did we it we still got it you baby. got it baby we still got, got it. it um so yeah i just i wanted to throw that out there um i hope everybody is doing well and staying safe and staying healthy um i just found out actually last night um I was going to call my mom first thing in the morning for Mother's Day, but I couldn't because she called me. And then I ignored her phone call because I was bitter that I didn't get to call her first. (laughs) So I ignored it. And then I called her back. Um, But her cousin is actually a, was actually like a, he was a, a physician in New York and he just died of coronavirus in Brooklyn and his wife now also has it and she has another brother because of course all the Filipinos are medical people she has another no not a brother a cousin who's also a doctor in New York and they're worried about her now so it's like you know it it, it's all like kind of stuff on the news until it hits home so like for people that are being a little insensitive just like you know don't be a dick like a normal day but like even more so maybe we have to remind you Oh my god! Uh, yeah, please don't be a dick. I feel like we're also in these pockets of, at least you and I are, Rachel, where people maybe haven't been as exposed, or you know, it's not affecting them quite as much as they, you know, some areas of the country not directly. are. Yeah, and so they're just like, yeah, open the businesses. You're holding us captive. You know, we're being oh prisoners god. in their own yeah. home. And I just want to shake these like privileged ass people. Like you yeah. have no idea what you're talking about. Anyways, that's well, neither here nor there. Well, and I think just before we go into that stuff, I think it's also very important to state, you know, we, you and I are both, and a lot of our listeners are small business owners. So we understand the gravity and the reality of this more than fucking anybody, right? Like, it's not just that we're not going to turn down to fives. Our businesses are literally in peril right now. And as someone who is both a small business owner as well as high risk, I can say, you know, there's there's a lot of stuff that I think people choose to take away from this and they choose to ignore other aspects of it, just like with a lot of media coverage of things or a lot of information that they intake. It's something it's really important, I think, to understand that this is a universal, this is a worldwide thing that's affecting almost every single human being on this planet and while you're affected in one way you may not be affected in another way and the fact that this is such a large global scale should tell you something about the importance of it so I just I feel like it's something to be said that like we're obviously speaking from our personal experience but we do have 
kind of an interesting take because we have both sides of it. Like neither one of us wants to get sick. Um, that has potential grave consequences for us. And we also want our businesses to go back to normal so we can make money and, and run our lives. So, you know, it's just one of those things where I just, I think we mentioned this in the last episode when we were both, as we talked about it, kind of like deep in our coronavirus depression. <laughs> um, but just give give yourself grace, give each other grace, and um, continue to not be a dick because the stuff that you do today is still going to be remembered once we get back into the new world. And hopefully yep. that is soon. So I'm off my I'm off my soapbox now. Cheers to that. Take a take a set. Cheers. Literally cheers. I'm glad that we're drinking again together. I miss this. Mm. I miss seeing your beautiful face. It's so exciting. Your wonderful rainbow sweater. I know. I like I'm obsessed. I was so sad and I listened to our episode. Um you know, just on a whim. And I, I realized that I hadn't downloaded it yet and listened to it because <laughs> typically I do all the editing, but I didn't. Yep. We didn't edit the last episode. We just put it up, basically. Um, and I was like, wow, I sound like just garbage. Like, I wasn't excited. Towards the end, it was much better, right? But, like, it at was, the beginning, yeah. it was just like, uh, you know, you just tell. There was just... You know, so, so much fear. You're defeated. You're scared. Yeah. You don't know what's going on. And so today I was like, you know what? I'm going to put on my makeup. I'm going to do my hair. I'm gonna, so lovely. I'm going to show up. Looking. I also appreciate that you, like, you did all of this. You look so beautiful and so lovely. Guys, you can't see Lenny right now. I get to see her. So, <laughs> but anyways, she looks beautiful. I look like a sick Victorian era boy because I have been just working and painting all day and I did try I attempted to look cute and then I was like what's the what's the point here oh also fun, fun fact I um accidentally used a body scrub on my face instead of my face exfoliator and so my face literally it looked like I had smallpox the other day <laughs> So Please luckily even, I'm healed. Can we not joke about that? Let's can we not, not joke about wine. other infectious diseases? Can we yeah. not? Um, I'm healed now, but for a solid week, I was like, good fucking thing we're in quarantine because I'm not seeing anybody. <laughs> I don't know what is going on. I have like, I know you. we talked about this, but I have like the skin of an 18-year-old, 17-year-old, 16-year-old right now. Like You have beautiful skin. Thank you. But like breaking out like the way I used to break out when I was younger, like it's been insane. Oh, like Stress, baby. It's got to be the stress. It's stress and I think it's also like... Um, for me, I'm not moving around as much. Like yeah. I still walk bare and like stuff like that. But, you know, I used to walk down and get my groceries. I used to walk to get coffee. I used to walk to get lunch or like walk wherever. And I don't do that as much. Yeah. Um, and I think that, like even just walking to and from your car when you go to stores and stuff, I'm not doing any of that. So there's like a lot of just, um, just a lot of like immobility i guess that's also i think having a contributing factor and then probably also all the pasta that i'm eating a lot of carbs like, i got you know the what? only size bag of flour i could find was a 25 pound bag of flour i'm still very jealous how much of that do you have left almost all of it you can come get some i'm jealous because we've literally gone through flour and sugar like six times yeah thus being quarantined with a pastry chef that's yeah. what that's what happens i'm trying not not complaining i'm only doing like one bake of anything like during the week trying to like ration out yeah but I've i'm also a whole lot of nothing <laughs> like gluten intolerant so like oh, like i won't die i don't have celiac so flour. because like i don't know like i figured <laughs> you know if if we can't get food then at least we can make bread like i won't die i don't have celiac yeah. but like it but just, it'll just suck. it makes me break out and get bloated really and miserable. gain weight yeah yeah That's um fair. you know what i made i made this drink today and that is my accomplishment so yeah 
Yeah, I'm. I didn't even make this drink, so. Yeah, it, but you have twenty five pounds of flour, flour possibilities, so you know. Flour. Speaking of possibilities, Lenny. Possibilities. Um, yes. Let's 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 get back to our topic again. We are, believe it or not, here to talk about something of value, yeah. not just whatever we've been rambling about for the past sixteen minutes. Um, today we're kind of talking about you know current climate, where we're at, what the current situation is, um, and kind of how what we're currently in is sort of a new normal. We're not back to quote unquote fully new normal yet we're still kind of under a lot of people are still under you know statewide bans and different quarantine regulations but it looks like at least there's some sort of clearing ahead for a lot of people so what we're kind of talking about is um not just kind of what to look forward to in the future because i think that's all what we've been doing for the past couple months is basically being like okay when is normal going to happen when are we going to get back to quote-unquote business as usual um there's obviously not going to be a business as usual in the future it's going to be a very slow go but what we have right now is this current opportunity to universally take this blank slate that we've been given and turn it into something maybe even greater on the other side of this yeah so i feel like that's kind of the, the big thing and it's it's the, the last time we recorded we definitely were it was dark time we were very defeated it was still very new in coronavirus we still had no idea what was going on and there's a lot of uncertainty and we still hadn't ourselves adjusted to what life was going to be like and I think that maybe because we've been living in it for so long and because we kind of have learned little tips and tricks to kind of keep ourselves going and keep ourselves positive um, we found some solace in that but um I think that this is a really great opportunity for everyone to kind of stop, take a look at what they're doing with their lives, with their trajectory in the future, and kind of reassess what they want to do. You know, because prior to this, you may have been working a nine to five job that you hated. You may have been pursuing your passion project that didn't turn out the way that you wanted it to, where you realized you weren't as passionate about it. Um, you may have, you know, been in a long-term relationship that's really struggling now or entered into a new one or have had issues with friends this is basically a really good time to examine life as it is and to sort of uh, reassess anything that isn't fitting well within your life yeah I love that and you know I think uh, before we decided to talk about this today Rachel and I had a call yesterday kind of going over what we were doing in our lives and was it yesterday so three weeks two ago, days ago in, in quarantine time <laughs> a couple of oh, days, yeah, ago. Two days ago <laughs> but like five years ago oh god don't even joke it'll be it five years before we know it but but oh, like no. I this is something that's hit us both personally so like I think you know this is coming from a, a place of I don't know uncertainty for us as well like I know for mm-hmm. me like I had and I'm sure very, you know, lots of other people also had this, but I kind of had this like mini crisis within, you know, myself sure. kind of figuring out what I want to do and how I want to, you know, move forward and what I want to pursue after this because I'm always the type of person that is looking for new, exciting things that fill my cup. Um, and, you know, right now that's really hard because almost next to nothing is filling my cup. And I think that's probably where a lot of people are right now. I feel like for a long time we were just trying to figure out where the fuck our cups were where'd they go where'd our, where'd our <laughs> where cups is go? my cup i need to put something inside of it now i just have to drink out of trash cans because I can't you know what that's the new coronavirus situation there's i have a large 
glass lantern that's about 10 feet away from me right now that I might just fill up with another Kentucky Mule. So Perfect. We'll yeah. And so I think um, I actually had a, a call with my, you know, my business coach and she's like, you haven't been answering my emails. And then when I finally did, she's like, oh my God, you're alive. It's been like weeks. Um, yeah. And I was like, yeah, I know, man. Like, I just haven't been able to like give a shit <laughs> basically right and so ended up having a really really good nice cathartic phone call with her the other day um so great and basically I was able to kind of give myself permission to let things go and I was holding on That's to things so important so important and like if you guys haven't listened to Kristen's episode go back um oh, I think so she's good. like two episodes ago she's so good um and she basically just helped me give myself permission to kind of just drop all the bullshit that wasn't making me happy and form a game plan to do what will make me happy. So for me, like I had been so upset and like even with you, Rachel, I didn't want to tell you what was going on. I didn't Mm -hmm. want to talk about it. I've been MIA from social media because like I just, you know, I don't, I didn't know how to kind of approach it. And the minute that, like, I talked it through with her and I was able to just be like, damn, yeah, that's what I want to fucking do. Like, it was just like this, you know, weight lifted off of my shoulders. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm basically the reason I'm bringing this all up is because I want you guys and we'll get to this. But like, you know, giving yourselves, allowing yourselves to change, even if like you went into this thinking, okay, no, like I'm going to be in this for the long haul. I'm going to be in this creative industry because I love it. And then maybe you realize it's it's not so much for you um, anymore. And that's okay. And I think that's anything. I think that's relating anything in your life. Yeah. Right. Like there's, it's not just this, this topic that we're kind of talking about, the, 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 feeling of relinquishing control of something that you've been white knuckling for so long is something that's so universal and I love that um I I was so excited when we talked the other day that you had mentioned that you would talk to Kristen and that you felt so much better one thing that I started actually since between the time that we last recorded and now is I actually started um what is it like uh talk space so like iPhone mm-hmm. basically online therapy and I feel like for the first time in so many years, like mental health and therapy and talking to someone is finally becoming less stigmatized. Yes. <clears throat> because for years, not only am I the type of person where I'm like, it's fine. I can do it myself. I can handle it. Right. We're planners. But that's what we do. We handle the shit when it goes down. Um, but it, there's something about um, talking to a professional, whether it's a business coach or whether it's a therapist or whoever it is talking to a trained professional about something that even if you have repeated this time and time again to your spouse, to your best friend, to your sibling, to whatever, there's something about having that guidance of a professional who is an objective, unaltered source that isn't close to you, doesn't have any motives in a certain way, that really makes you have a breakthrough right like I can say just from my aspect like there are certain things that basically so first of all (laughs) shout out to Krista she's the one that was like dude just sign up for this already like you need to number one because she was pretty much like my pseudo unpaid therapist before (laughs) that anyways because she's such a wonderful person um but she told me to do this and I was like okay fine literally within the first 30 minutes I was like oh well yeah (laughs) of course and it's crazy that It takes talking to a professional, even though we've said the same things over and over and over again, it's almost like we're repeating these things on a loop, but then suddenly 
someone comes along and grabs that thought from us and says, wait a minute, repeat back what you just said. Let's let's divulge a little bit more information there and let's dive into that a little bit more. So I would also, just because you mentioned it, like to say if anybody out there is struggling with something, especially right now, we're all struggling, right? You said you were having a mini crisis. We're all having our own mini crises within this large phenomenon that we're all dealing with. If you need to see someone, if you need to talk to someone, please don't be afraid to go out there and get some help, whether it's a business coach, whether it's a professional licensed therapist, whether it's a friend or family member or someone that if you just need to talk to somebody and reach out to them and say, hey, I'm really struggling. I'm having a dark time. What do I do? Just just know that even though you may be secluded alone in your own home, you're not ever truly alone. I think that that's just something that, you know, right now going through this kind of worldwide pandemic, people that are were already struggling beforehand might be struggling a lot more. So, you know, not only feel out feel okay to reach out to people if you're struggling, but also reach out to people you haven't heard from in a while. Check in on them too because we all, I think, could either use a helping hand or could be a helping hand right now. I love that. I think... um that's also really kind of important to bring up is that it's okay. Like nobody's failing right now. And I think people are like, oh, well, if I don't want to do this anymore or I need to talk to somebody about this, they feel a sense of like not being able to handle on their own. And like it's almost like a weakness. And I just, I, I think it's really important that you guys all recognize that that's not the case. Um, yeah, and that's it's, your asshole brain. It's your asshole brain. Say. Like it's totally fine to have these experience, you know, these emotions and to be experiencing this. We're all, you know, going through this together. Yep. Um, so I love that you talk about being helpful. Um, I know we had talked about before, like looking for the helpers and being the helper. Do you want to kind of elaborate your thoughts on that? Yeah. I mean, I think that the the great like universal quote from Mr. Rogers is like whenever he said like whenever there was like these horrible, terrible things he would see on the news, his mom would say to him, you know, look for the helpers. There are always helpers in any sort of terrible tragedy. And I think that in a lot of ways, what this weird situation has kind of done to us is we're not we're we're front and center and present in this, but not in the way that we're together and we can go to work tomorrow and talk about how crazy the situation is. Like, you know, when other terrible events have happened, like 9-11, for example, it was horrible, but you were able to go back to work and grieve with your coworkers. And in a lot of places, there were like counselors that came in and you could talk to your family about it. You could sit there and hug each other and cry. This is such a unique situation because you can't get close to people, at least in a physical proximity. So it may seem really hard to, in any other situation, you know, where it's very easy maybe to find the helpers to look for them. Right now, it's kind of hard. So I feel like one big thing is to note that, again, like I just said, you know, reach out to the people that are in your life. Um, if, if you can't find the helper, be the helper, right? So I found that at my darkest moments, when I'm struggling with something, the best thing that helps me is actually helping somebody else. And since we are all kind of grieving this together, it is it is a, a, a episode of grief that we're all going through um if you reach out to someone and you try to help them in in a weird way you're also helping yourself so you know looking around to find people that are helping and to either replicate if you can 
um, you know, there was somebody I was listening to the other day that was talking about how they were picking up trash on the side of the road because it was an activity they could do um, while social distancing. And, you know, they didn't have a medical degree and they were high risk. So they couldn't be out in public, you know, doing um, like food donations and stuff. But this is one way that they could help and give back and do something. So if there is something that you can find that you can do that betters yourself, betters your community, betters your world, betters your sphere of influence, whatever that is, definitely do it. Um, At the same time, though, I would say if you feel completely hopeless and you don't have the energy to do anything, it's okay too. Like you can still sometimes just getting out of bed and taking a shower and eating something for breakfast is enough of a win that you're helping yourself in that moment. So um, I think it's it's kind of a challenging thing to talk about. Definitely look for the helpers. Look for the people that are doing great things. Celebrate them. Um, but also, you know, if you can do it, awesome. And if you can't, celebrate others that are doing it. There's always somebody that's doing something positive and something happy in the world, no matter how much darkness there is. I love that. You're like a little wise Mr. Rogers. <laughs> I wish I was like Mr. Rogers. I think I curse a lot more than Mr. Rogers. So, you know Bob Ross. Of course, you know Bob <laughs> Ross. Oh, I have a Bob Ross sticker actually on my painting box. Like, where all my, I keep my acrylics and my oils. There's a sticker of him with the paintbrush, and he just looks so happy. Ugh. So, you know that meme? It's not a meme. It's just like a clip from his show when he talks about, oh, here's a little happy tree. Yeah. I'm going to paint it a friend because, what does he say? Something like, you know, everybody needs a friend. Yeah. <laughs> like, Rachel, where are those trees? I loved I would love to be your happy little tree Lenny I'm actually dressed pretty much like a tree I'm in very earthen tones in a very earthen tone room right now (laughs) so it works very well I love it um yeah I just I think that it's right now it's really important it's it's hard like every day is a new crazy challenge right there's um there's statistics that are going on every day there are um infection rates there are death rates there are protests there are people that are are continuing to go back to make this political there's all sorts of horrible crazy stuff going on in the world so whatever we can do to just kind of create our own little space of happiness and joy right now maybe that's all you can do but if you can do something more if you can go out and help somebody or do something kind or even send somebody a card in the mail and spritz it down with Lysol before you send it I don't know whatever you can do um keep that kind of positivity and that thing that basically makes us human going because otherwise it's very easy to like fall into a very dark place I think yeah. And I love that, you know, talking about being helpful when you can. I know we had kind of bullet pointed, um, you know, social media right now. Um, and that's a big, um, I think, issue for a lot of people. You'll see that a lot of people are kind of stepping back or just taking time oh, away. Yeah. I think there is this really strange mix of, you know, what we're seeing on social media um, yep. and you know, just trying to be more helpful on social media. So we had talked about being more real and honest with what's going on in your life versus what you think people want to see. And that's a big problem for me because, like, I'll log on and I'll be like, great, people are posting pictures of their wedding stuff. But, like, for Mm -hmm. me, like, it's so hard for me to even focus on weddings. Like, almost all of my clients have rescheduled to next year. And, you know, I'm glad that these happy moments have happened. But, like, nobody's out there actively doing this right now. So, like... 
I don't know. <laughs> I have a hard time finding, you know, the truth sure. in those posts because, you know, for me, it would make more sense to not post anything and right. it, it's okay to not feel like you have to post just something yeah. and make up well, some, you know, caption. Some like happy little quote. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I agree. That's I mean, I hard. think it's, it's, it's strange because we're all trying to navigate this world of uncertainty and this crazy tragedy that we're all experiencing. And I think it's important to state that authenticity, I think, is it cannot be understated how important it is now, especially more than ever, because, you know, what we we realize what happens during dark moments like this is all of the frivolous extra gets stripped away. And what's left is the really key important things in our lives and you know for most of us that's or for most of us that's the friends and family and the people and the experiences that we share and I think that it's interesting because I love all of my past clients I love all my future clients I'm so happy for them but at the same time we're also grieving this terrible moment and we're grieving these people who have had to have this like amazing day supposed to be this most wondrous epic moment that's basically been postponed to you know we don't really know when um I think it's it's hard to basically say hey do you remember when we were celebrating it's it almost feels like a slap in the face of the people who are currently going through this with us right so I think at least that's from from where I come from it's hard to post things just like on a regular like oh my god I loved this bride's shoes or like look at this amazing first moment like those are all still amazing moments and I cannot wait to celebrate them again with people but for me to post something that just seems so insignificant in the grand scheme of things it's hard you know and 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 it almost feels like I'm rubbing it in the face of my clients who have had to move their weddings yes exactly So, so for me that's why I struggle and and I can say I've been posting a lot more personal stuff. I've been posting stuff more to my personal page because that's a way of me basically saying, listen, I'm struggling. You're struggling. We're all kind of in this together. Here's my happy moment that's getting me through my day. Maybe something similar will help you get through. But in my brain, me basically being like, hey, look at this couple and look how gorgeous they looked and how happy their day was, blah, 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 just kind of feels like rubbing in people's faces. So I'm I'm very careful with how I'm posting because I just feel like, number one, we have to be cautious of the content that we're producing, the the content that we're sharing. But um, more than that, I just feel like it's it's one of those things we have to figure out what is the universal message that as business owners we're trying to send to the people that are our viewing audience. And we all have a little bit of influence in our own little tiny corner of the internet. And I think that it's important to share things that are authentic, but also, you know, not being completely tone deaf of the current situation um, and posting things that might be beneficial. Like, how can we help? Again, how can we be the helpers right now and not just basically capitalize on what is essentially a, a you know, worldwide tragedy? I love that you bring that up, too, because I think, you know, talking about the two things in there that I want to kind of recap on, like, so being tone deaf, because I love that you talk about that. Um and capital like capitalizing on a tragedy so i think my issues are obviously you know 
everything that has been beaten into our brains about social media is post, post, post. You have to be regular and, you know, don't miss, miss any days and make sure you're posting this many hashtags, tagging this many people, blah, 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 blah. So I think a lot of people are still struggling with like, I'm just going to post whatever because I don't want to lose my standings with my algorithm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which, number one, just stop it right there. That shit doesn't matter right now in this moment in time. Just just fucking stop. Um, But I think that's where people are getting into trouble with what they're posting because they feel pressured to post, that they have to keep up with everybody else that's that are also posting shit posts Mm -hmm. like this, too. Again, the content is good. You know, I'm assuming that most of those things that are being posted are coming from a place of, oh, I really like this. It was a great moment. Maybe I want to talk about it, about how much I miss it. Um, But I think it does come off, you know, as a little bit tone deaf. Um, It's also draining to people that, you know, are on there looking for maybe a little bit more. Um, Mm -hmm. I think talking about capitalizing on it is a big deal. I think a lot of people are doing that. And obviously that makes me super angry. Like I wish I had another trash can of margaritas (laughs) to go through to talk about that. But I think that's a really big one um 100 i mean i think it's it's funny like there was a meme the other day that was like none of your emails are finding me well right like right because <laughs> that's how all of our emails now it went from like i hope this email finds you well to i hope you and your family are safe and it makes me laugh because it is just like such an insane thing to think about when you really step back and look at it from afar and you know years from now we're gonna look back and be like Remember these crazy times. Remember this horrible stuff. Remember this funny stuff like me scrubbing my face off and looking like I had smallpox. That's going to be funny in a couple of years. Right now, I'm still really pissed off at myself. But um, it's just I think that, you know, with every person that I've talked to, there's this overwhelming sense of I'm OK, but I'm not OK. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I'm surviving. I'm alive. I'm healthy or my family's healthy. In general, you know, we're, we're doing okay, but also the mental and emotional toll that this is taking on a lot of people is, I think, way more far-reaching than a lot of people can recognize or more so than a lot of people are willing to recognize um, or that they can even confront, you know, like <clears throat> there's parts of grief that we can't confront. And I think that, you know, I've certainly gone through a lot of those really dark stages already and I know a lot of people that I have that I know have have gone through them as well so to to basically post something to social media or to to put yourself out there in any way that is anything but completely authentic is just I think it's just it's completely inappropriate and I think that it's also it's one of those things where like at the end of the movie you know you see okay so again I'm gonna go back to let me back to Harry Potter because I'm I'm really into this world right now um the lady in pink uncle's something Dolores Umbridge yes Umbridge Umbridge like there's memes literally about how it's like yeah yeah yeah, Voldemort but like this was the one that we truly hated Mm -hmm. and it's like because she was the type of person that was like so steadfast in her and of course I know she's a movie character in a fake wizarding world but listen to me it still applies um she was this person that was basically completely unapologetic and completely insensitive to the needs and the feelings of other people and I think that a lot in a lot of ways you're going to see that when looking back on this that people that have not been sensitive to that in whatever form or fashion um 
they're basically going to be the bad guys. So I feel like it's it's not as easy as saying like be a good guy versus a bad guy, but definitely figure out where you are and where you want to be when you come out on the other side of this. You know, yeah. that's I think that's the biggest part. That's yeah, I appreciate that. I think it's also just it doesn't matter, you guys. Like we're all, you know, suffering and going through this and we're all having bad days and good days but like if you're only posting about your bad days Mm -hmm. you know and getting likes on it because you're hoping that people will be like sympathetic to your pain and and you know your troubles again like you said Rachel just it's like looking back on your you know your Facebook posts Oh my god! You know when or your MySpace your posts? posts. How about your MySpace posts? Or your your, posts? your aim away or messages? Your, or your live journal? Fuck me! I need to track down my live journal, girl. Oh, I need no one to ever track down my live journal ever. <laughs> but like, just thinking ever. about like, you know, obviously we're all in the same boat. But like, don't use this kind of darkness as a way to get likes. Like, that's don't just, exploit. Don't this, exploit basically. it. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, we're all. Believe me. A lot of people listening, I'm assuming, have not been touched, you know, by this the way certain people have been touched that have gone through significant loss. So, like, it's very trivial to post this shit on, on you know, on social media and not really, again, be, be toned up to kind of what other people are going through. But also looking back later being like, man, I was just a whiny bitch. I shouldn't have posted that. Well, yeah. And I think, sorry, all I, all I can think of, wasn't there a show, I don't know why, this um came to mind but touched by an angel mm. do you remember that i don't know oh, why i remember it i fucking thought of that because oh we're talking god. about supernatural and they make fun Delarice. of it yeah oh my god roma downey i'm gonna i'm gonna find an old episode that was like part of what shaped me as a young child that show <laughs> not in all the murder shows so um, um unexpl- do you remember diagnosis murder uh, do I ever that okay listen what you have to understand about me is the media that I consumed as a child fully shaped who I am today there was a lot of Jerry Springer there was a lot of obviously Montel um there was a lot of oh wasn't Jenny Craig yeah Jenny Craig before she did like the oh, yeah um, stuff she was a talk show host um didn't watch the inspirational shit like Oprah obviously um there was a lot of like the the murder shows um what was the other one though what was the other one it was diagnosis murder and um oh matlock my grandpa my grandpa was super into matlock watched a whole lot of matlock what was was the one with the woman the golden girls the murder show with the woman uh murder she wrote murder Murder she she wrote wrote with angela oh my god murder she wrote was again another defining part of my childhood so sorry for sort of the quick aside but i just you said touched and i thought of touched by an angel (laughs) and a flood of memories came back this is what's going on in quarantine for me um but no, I think um, I, I, I totally agree with you. I think that there's a lot of important lessons to be learned right now. Um, and the big thing that I think um, kind of circling back to like when we were talking about talking to a business coach, talking to a therapist, getting permission to say the things and feel the things and do the things that you know you want to do. Yes. But are too afraid to or you just feel shaky and you feel like your foundation is 
is kind of a little unstable because of whatever reason. Because, you know, a lot of us don't trust ourselves. We've been raised to basically doubt everything that we think, especially if you're a woman, right? I mean, unfortunately, we're we're kind of like a, are you sure you're that, or just, are you just, this is that time of the month? What's going on? You know, Um, but my thing, um, my big thing, and sorry, I'm like super full of kimchi and uh, Kentucky mules right now. So like, I'm. I'm just a little, speaking of un- unstable, um, <laughs> I I feel like the big thing that I have really taken from all this, and it's not just been one big revelation, it's been lots of small moments, is that life is so short. It is so incredibly short. And this whole thing that we're going through right now has basically been has put all of this into a great deal of perspective for us. So if there is something that you have always wanted to do, or if there is something that you are just not passionate about anymore, if there is a relationship that doesn't bring you joy, if there's a thing in your life that isn't basically making you jump out of bed with excitement every day, it is th- now is the time to fucking change it. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of us are being very conservative on our decisions and the way like our actions and kind of what we're doing moving forward and I I understand that because there's definitely a need to be cautious and to be smart but more importantly now we have this universal blank slate to basically do or start or continue or pursue whatever it is that lights your fire that builds you up that fills your cup that makes you feel amazing and we don't know what it's going to look like on the other side of this right we nobody knows nobody can tell us finitely this is when it's going to end this is what's going to look like so why not take this opportunity because it's not like even if you want to go back to your normal nine to five safe job that might not be there even if you want to go back to that same old boring situation that you found yourself in it may not be there so now above all else if we can find the good in this if we can look for the good I think that if you've been struggling with something for a long time or if you've been thinking something in the back of your head if you've been wanting to do something or wanting to change something and make a pivotal shift in your life I think that now is the perfect opportunity to do that I love that and when I was talking to Kristen you know going through um kind of my ideas and what I wanted to do in the future um and I'm not making any big like announcements today um but you know she talked about how when we were raised you know we were raised to think of work as like a constant something that we were going to be doing for the rest of our lives that we were you know almost it was almost like we were failing if we weren't sticking, you know, our heels far enough into mm-hmm. the ground to stay put. Um, and that's just not how it is anymore. Um, that's how it was when our maybe when our parents were growing up um, or, you know, all the people before that. But that's just not how it works, especially for people in the creative field, um, mm-hmm. especially now, because like like for me, as an example, I'll, I'll throw myself out there. I literally went to school for nursing didn't finish that because I was like you know what I don't want that for my life I was working in the medical field um, in the veterinary field for 10 years before I was like "Mm, I'm getting the itch I want to do something that's more of me and so I did and you know I've been planning since 2013 it's coming up it's eight years now eight years seven years I can't do math 
somebody do that for doesn't me matter. it's doesn't like matter. 25 in quarantine time anyways and now i'm itching you know for additional new projects you know we started the podcast last year i think it's just it's natural to want to do other things things that fill your cup and we talk about that a lot um but i think it's okay for you to let go of any expectations that you think there are placed upon you when they're really not i think it's just you're holding yourself to these standards and you know this accountability that doesn't really need to be there anymore 100 percent, 100 percent I also feel like for a long time and and especially in different cultures and different households, it's basically been, well, I have to go to school to do this because this is what my parents want me to do. Or I have to take over the family business because my parents would be ashamed if I didn't or whatever it is. We have these preconceived notions about what the plot line for our lives is going to be. And we set them up in a way that it's basically like, okay, this is what it is. And we go for it and we realize somewhere along the way in some little fashion that it's not actually what really makes us happy. And I think that like it's literally the plot line of a million movies where we're basically like, I'm sorry, Pa, I can't like join the like tractor farm situation because I was born to be a dancer or something. You know, whatever it is. That's not an actual movie. I feel like I'm blending many Can together, we? But... <laughs> that was definitely Footloose. Okay, it was definitely Footloose. I was Somewhere thinking Kevin there. Bacon, Seven Degrees, as always. <laughs> I'm sorry. You, you Kevin Bacon, I love down. you. I'm dancing. You can, I can't. Well, I mean, yeah. I literally, okay, to be fair, I did have the tractor chicken scene in my head the entire time I was talking and I have no idea why. Um, it's the Kentucky in the Kentucky mule that I'm drinking. Anyways, um, I just feel like there's there's always these little moments and it, it could be one big defining moment. It could be something as, as devastating as like a car crash or a really heavy diagnosis or um, watching somebody else's life spiral out because, you know, we're trying to pursue the same thing. Whatever it is, there's always these moments that basically capture us and say, hold on a second. I know that this is what you've been doing. I know this is what you've been trained to think that you're supposed to be doing, but why does it not feel right? Why does this not feel like you're supposed to be here or you're supposed to be doing this? And I think that's because there are so many people that are so talented and so amazing in so many ways, and they don't realize it until so much later in life. And I think that the majority of our of our listeners are younger, right? And I mean like 50 and under is what I consider younger, right? So a lot of our listeners are basically saying, well, this is what I'm doing. I decided to open a business and opening a business is a big deal. It's a big sacrifice. It's a big decision. And not just that, but um, on top of that, you've told your family, you've told your friends, you've got marketing out there. You probably have some money put into this. And maybe a year or two or maybe five years or maybe 10 years down the line, you look at yourself and you say, hold on a second, this life that I'm building or this life that I've built or this career or this this business or this whatever is not actually what's bringing me joy. It's not really what I wanted it to be. Um, I know that I was fortunate enough to basically where when I first started my baking business, I realized a couple years in that I didn't like it. And not that I didn't like it, but it just didn't fill me up the way that it was supposed to 
And I was kind of dreading having to wake up in the morning and do this stuff. And I realized, okay, I do love cooking and baking and creating and feeding and nourishing the people that I love. But when it's an order that comes through that I have to fulfill that I don't know what, you know, it's just when I'm monetizing it, it, it didn't feel as good. So now I do still bake and I still cook and I still create things, but it's for myself, it's for my family, it's for my friends, and it fills me up. If I had turn this into a career or continue with it I'd be really miserable I'd basically be like the Gordon Ramsay of baking and that's a and, and I don't mean by talent I mean by like cursing a lot and calling people like cucumber sandwiches or whatever he what did he say oh idiot sandwiches. idiot sandwich. no, cucumber sandwiches are delicious um when um, we get together finally can we do tea. like a high tea high tea yeah. absolutely high tea yeah with scones um or like muffins or you know clotted what? cream why don't we just we, fucking do it? Tacos? How about we reinvent? Yes, I was gonna say let's reinvent tea time to the food that we actually eat. <laughs> um, I want to um, eat all those foods. Just by the way, I'm super excited. I'm not excited to eat anything because I'm so full of Korean food right now. But like, I'm super happy about it. Um, so so that's I think the big thing that right now, like, it may sound like bullshit, but like, we are at the perfect fucking moment for you to say, you know what? I'm going to try this other thing. And it doesn't have to be shut down your business, start over again with something new. It could be something as small as I'm going to go take painting classes or I'm going to go shadow this person in this field that I've been really interested in. You know, it's it, it could be something as small and insignificant as making a call to a company or a person that you know in whatever field and saying, can I sit down with you for coffee and just pick your brain? I'm thinking about this field. I'm thinking about this business. I'm thinking about pivoting. Whatever it is, talk to me about it. There's literally nothing bad that can come out of maybe a virtual coffee date because an in-person coffee date could result in coronavirus so we don't want to do that but there's nothing bad that can result in um having a virtual coffee date with somebody talking about something exploring an option looking into a little bit so you know there it's never too late and it's also now is the perfect time that we are not guaranteed any sort of future in any of our businesses in any of our careers now more than ever not on a daily basis either right like at any moment a meteor could hit the earth and we're all screwed or Weddings could stop happening or restaurants could be banned or I mean, I don't know, whatever it is, crazier things have happened. But now is a perfect moment to say, I don't know what the future holds, but let me at least take control of the small part that I know that I can in a direction that I know that I love and see what happens. I, I think that's it. like the big, that's the big thing. And I love that. And yeah, if, I just. Oh, no, I was to say nobody's judging you either. I think there's always this like. Oh, but if I if I like you know renew my business with this focus, or if I kind of go in this direction, are they going to say, oh, she quit, or oh, he gave up? That's not don't don't let that hold you back because number one, fuck those people. Do what makes Absolutely. you happy. One hundred percent. And honestly, like if they're the type of people that are going to be judging you, like you know, you just don't really need to have them in your lives. So like just. <laughs> use them to propel off from right exactly and and use that you know what I've done my best work from spite <laughs> like if I have someone that says that I can't do something you bet your ass I'm you'll want to bet it, and I'm gonna do it 10 times better than the original way I could have done it just to be spiteful I love that um and 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 in addition to that I 
I think it's also important to state no matter how old you are, we're always going to think that we're too old or too young for something, right? Like right now, I think I'm too young to run for president. I might go give it a shot anyways. Who knows? We're going to do double president platform anyways, right? That's right. We're going to see what happens. But then in a lot of ways, I feel like I'm too old. Like I'm like, I might be too old to join the Olympics. But if you think about all of the, the famous successful people in life, um, and I pulled up a list because there's a there was a TED talk about this and I can't find it right now, but I pulled up an article just to kind of go through a couple of the most incredible human beings that have been super, super successful and it hasn't happened till later in life. You guys, right? so, Harrison Ford. Oh my god. He better Harrison be on Ford, that think, list. Because he I was a carpenter. That's oh, a, yeah, that's he got right. pulled up for um, Star Wars. He was that's doing right. carpentry work like in the building for a different production. And uh-huh, he's like, uh-huh. what do you want to do? You want to be in this film? Cool. Mm-hmm. And that's um, Julia Child was 51. CIA, right? Before, I don't know what she did. Well, her yeah. husband was like in something and she was bored basically. But um, 51 before she made her television debut. I mean, that's huge. Um, the founder of fucking Walmart was 44. It's not even that old, though. Walmart. Like, I'm 33, huh? and, like, 44 doesn't sound that old. I know. I was going to say, <laughs> that could actually go either way. You could be like, look how young he was to basically have this multi-million corporation. Um, Ray Kroc from McDonald's, 50. Um, yeah, 40s, I feel like, doesn't count. Samuel Jackson's 46. He was actually in recovery from cocaine and heroin addiction before Pulp Fiction happened 46 uh charles darwin was 50 before he published the origin of species um that was a little bit different because i feel like he researched for a long time but still um the one big one well also vera wang was oh yeah when she started also she's she's 70 now 70 gorgeous did you see that so good yes i did yes i did uh vera wang is having a hell of a year adele is having a hell of a year um where did adele go I mean, how do I make that happen? I kind of am still conflicted because I feel like she was so gorgeous before. And like, I'm I'm like happy for her. But I'm also just like, girl, you were beautiful. Not to toot my own horn, but the lovely Rosanna of Bella Villa. She would always call me Adele because like, oh, you know, I was a curvy girl too. And now Adele's not curvy. And I'm like, oh, my God. Damn. still Adele. I am the ghost of Adele Adele. past. No, you are not even. You are not. Maybe she just said that because she thought you were so young and talented. Yeah, I definitely that's, sing like Adele. I don't. That's, that's what it is. <laughs> I mean, when you sing to me at night, we have a routine every night before bed. Your nighttime you lullaby. And sing me the opening credits for Jerry Springer. <laughs> is that even? Is there a lyrics? I don't know. Anyways. Anyways, back to the list. So the one big one that I wanted to say is the crowning jewel of this fucking list and why she's number one on this list and why she's also number one in her hearts. In her hearts. Martha Stewart. Yeah, girl. Um, she started on Wall Street. She was also, she did modeling when she was younger. She owned a Connecticut catering firm. But then when she was 41, she published her first book, Entertaining. And then the launch of Martha Stewart Living seven years later. So she was 48 before she really established her empire. Praise so, be. Praise be. Praise, praise Martha. Be. So I just feel like, you know, if we're thinking in Martha Stewart years, if she was 48, right, before she really became Martha, I still technically have 17 years to go before <laughs> I become the Rachel Rice. You know what I mean? Like, there's so many things that can happen. And what did I say? 17? 17 years. That's
the age of my brother who is now walking around like a grown-ass man 17 years shows how much shit can happen in 17 years all i'm saying is i could be a fucking astronaut in 17 years i think i'd have to google the school time frame and astronaut school but i feel like 17 years if i really wanted to i could make it work um point being no matter where you are in life, whether you are 20 years old and just starting out, whether you are 40 years old and you feel like you're at the peak or you don't feel like doing this anymore, it's never, ever, ever, ever too late to reinvent yourself or to shift in a different direction and basically say, this no longer brings me joy. I'm going to find something that does. And it, and it could just be, honestly, as something as small as taking up a hobby that you've always wanted to do. Or traveling to a place that you've always wanted to go. Traveling to a place. I can tell you, I mean, obviously, I've every on the daily I look at flight deals. Um, but like this year going to Bali, which has been on my bucket list for probably a decade now, was one of the most incredible experiences I've ever had. Um, all the places I've traveled, really. So there's all these times that basically I look at how things, quote unquote, were used to, they used to go, right? Like, you're basically supposed to, there's the fucking, the, the toxic word supposed to, right? Like, what were you supposed to do? I hate that fucking word. You were supposed to um, go to school and get married and to have two and a half kids and buy a house and do all this stuff that society and your family and the people on TV basically told you you had to do and then you would retire and then you would travel. You would spend your golden years exploring the world and for me, I always kind of went against that path because I was like, well, fuck that. I'm young and I can move around somewhat. I mean, my bones pop a little bit because I'm not that young. But like now is the time that I want to explore the world. And if I can create a lifestyle that basically affords me that, that's what I'm going to do. And and I will say, I'll preface this with, I'm incredibly fortunate and so blessed and I feel so lucky to be doing the things that I'm doing. But I also do make sacrifices to make that lifestyle work. And I think that a lot of people kind of look at it as this fever dream of, oh God, that would be amazing if I could just do xyz but i can't because i have to do this or i'm supposed to do that or i I have xyz responsibilities and we all have responsibilities and we all have lives to lead and we have families and we have careers but whatever it is that you are dreaming of and have been dreaming of for so long now is the time to basically say okay i may not be able to do it now because of quarantine because of financial issues because of whatever but in the future i'm going to make it my goal to do or to try at least this one incredible thing that I've always wanted to do. Turn this into an opportunity, basically. It's a universal blank slate, Rachel Rice. It is. That's I love what it. it is. That's what it is, friends. Yeah, I love that. I think too, like, there's just take the pressure off yourselves. You know, like there it doesn't have to be right now. It doesn't have to be, you know, ten years in the future. Just if you're working on something that love you love and then brings you joy, just work on that. Focus on, yeah. on that a little bit more. Let's see. And take the pressure off yourself. Take the pressure. You don't have to, you don't have to cure cancer. Like, no. you can go outside and, like, pick up trash, or you can go out and, like, pursue a painting career, or yeah. pick up tango, or whatever crazy thing it is. Become a botanist. Whatever it is that you like to do, do it as a career, do it as a hobby, pursue something, whatever it is that you're passionate about. Just, like, I couldn't imagine 
being in quarantine and not having the eight bazillion hobbies <laughs> that I have <laughs> that I enjoy doing, I just I, I think I would go crazy. And I feel like it's it's one of those things I've been lucky enough that I've surrounded myself with things that bring me joy and I've created a lifestyle that allows me to do the things that fill me with joy. But a lot of people don't because they think, again, they're quote unquote not supposed to. And the thing that we kind of talked about the other day was um, this is a really great opportunity to think like someone who has gone through something traumatic or something really difficult and how they kind of set their life up afterwards, right? Like a lot of times, and this isn't all the time, this is just in some cases, but a lot of times you have people that recover from a serious illness or a really dark tragedy or a like I, I know personally I've had a near-death experience, when you come out the other side of that, it's almost like your second chance at life is so incredible and so shiny and new. You kind of feel like how you were as a kid where you're basically like the world is your oyster. It's full of hope. It's full of possibility. It's full of all of these things and, and the expectations of what you think you're supposed to be doing or how you're supposed to be acting kind of fall away and that could be something like maybe you don't feel like vacuuming your floor today maybe your kid is going to eat cheerios for dinner but you're going to take a little time for yourself to like watch some trash tv like stop holding yourself to these crazy expectations because you think it's what you're supposed to do live your best life don't be stupid don't be irresponsible but live your best life and start living it now because we're not guaranteed another one you know we're not guaranteed more of this we don't know what's going to happen I love that and if it's something where like you decide to take the plunge and do something new and different you know if you want to change your mind in 10 years that's fine too yeah exactly I, yeah pivot become Martha Stewart in 10 years if it doesn't work out set, start a new hobby go be a freaking go start a casino whatever I mean Montel created like, a CBD oil company exactly if you want to go become an Olympic pole vaulter go grab a long go stick and figure out how to practice that safely I don't know but do it because in a year from now you could be the best fucking Olympic pole vaulter this world has ever seen or you could like have a broken arm and be like you know what I decided that that's actually not good for me the point is you tried it you said you tried it and if anything else if anything else it makes an amazing story for the following year's holiday celebration for you to basically be like well do you remember that one year that I tried to become an Olympic pole vaulter and it didn't work it's still part of your story and I think that more than anything again kind of circling back to the beginning of this we start down this path of our lives with this sort of pre-written story of what we think we're supposed to be who we think we're supposed to be what we're supposed to be doing And if you can be that plot shift that basically takes you from the boring old storyline that everybody finds kind of normal and fine and it's okay because everybody goes through it and then take it and turn it into something that's really interesting and that you really are proud of or that you're really happy with, that is the biggest win. Even if you fail in doing whatever it is that you pivoted to, that's still the biggest win in your life, I think, personally. I think, yeah, you hit the the nail on the head, Rachel Rice. Well, thanks. I'm good at healing nails on heads because I've hung like a dozen pictures <laughs> on the walls it's a of the skill. Room. Maybe you'll become Past. a professional nail hitter. Maybe I'll become a carpenter. Listen, if it's good enough for Jesus, it's good enough for me. And Harrison Ford. And Harrison Ford, who's kind of like Jesus for Hollywood. 
That's right. He could play Jesus now, probably. Probably. I, I mean, I think he's like, wait, no. He's too old now. Jesus didn't get that old. <laughs> I forgot. Jesus was a part of the 30, 33 club, right? Oh, how dare you? Is that a 33 club or is it? <laughs> no, 27 is the club. I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah, yeah, Listen. yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've got two more years to become Jesus is what I'm saying, everybody. And then on so, to Martha Stewart. I'm going to have my carpentry career. Then I'm going to be Jesus. Then I'm going to full-blown Martha. That's so I'd love to know, just wrapping this up, I'd love to how know. How blasphemous <laughs> I can get because I just told you. Listen, um, one good thing about your week. I'd love to hear like, your win for the week. Oh, God. Um, you know what? I honestly, I feel like I had a couple wins this week. I um, I discovered this really gorgeous park. Um, it's actually a reservoir near my house. And... Um, I discovered this place called Greenwood Grocery that's down in Crozet actually has curbside to go stuff. They have so it's this really, really adorable. Um, it's like a nursery. They have all these gorgeous pieces of pottery, which you would appreciate. But then it's also like an organic slash local market on the inside. And it's a deli. And they have the best sandwiches. I stumbled upon it when I had a wedding at Veritas last year, actually, and I just popped in and grabbed sandwiches and they were so good. Um but they have like a to-go thing where you order online, you pull up in your car, they come out, they bring it to your car. It's like an old drive through It's like going to Sonic. And I we ordered like lunch and we drove to this little park and of course nobody was there. So we threw out our picnic blanket and we were on the water and it was just like a beautiful spring day. Um, and we had our, our little picnic lunch and Bear was just loving his life. And it was like a really magical grounding moment that felt like no matter what's going on in the world like in this moment everything is okay and whether or not that is the only like buoy I can see in this sea of madness to hold on to it's still something you know so and I went we went back actually a couple times to that park because it's just so great um did the same thing had a little had a little um lunch actually one time we went to a park and, and we got kava to go which is also oh, so a good. phenomenal picnic food um and then also i finally got around to painting my spare bedroom which actually went um a couple different directions i uh first picked a really dark christmasy green that i thought i was gonna love didn't love it so today i painted it sage green which of course is basically my life and i love it and so i'm working on that so i feel like there's been a lot of like i don't know just happy small like little moments that aren't something that you would like write about like in a huge news article but they brought me a lot of joy so that's my kind of like happy moment i love that. oh and, and i get to see your beautiful face my face that's like the best one of all um what about you lineth tell me about your oh, happiness this week um other than that gorgeous sweater and your gorgeous face you. and the fact that you are adele and your youth and your beauty and your talent alone well, thank you. Um, I kind of had some ups and downs for sure um, this week. Um, if you could hear, that's my cat. If you hear that, you guys, I've had like a, a screaming child. And what's your cat's name? His Let's name tell is the world. It's Theodore, but we call him Theo. I thought we were gonna say like Mr. Higglesbottom or something. Higglesworth. Um, he actually yeah. is urinating blood, so we had an emergency vet visit oh, on Jesus. Saturday. <laughs> 
so much money. Um, so oh, but he's no. okay. Is he okay? He's okay. Um, just has what? a bacterial infection. Oh, um, God. which is actually very fortunate. Um, it can be a whole lot worse. Um, all so, right, yay so for bacterial infections. That I was guess. fun. And the next day was Mother's Day, which was actually mm-hmm. really lovely. I got to sleep oh, in. God. Yes. Billy made Mother's me like dream. rainbow pancakes because I'm. I'm I love. <laughs> really rainbow pancakes <laughs> also put a, a photo up on our instagram um i love that but super yummy finn was a dream um yesterday which was mother's day oh. um so that was nice and then this past week we actually I, I bit the bullet and spent money that we don't have but i went ahead and bought a kiln yeah a ceramic okay. kiln yeah i just have to say and i do speak for everyone because i feel like i can do that because i do have it. enough of kentucky mules in me to feel like i speak yes. for the people now speak for the people um i am so amazed and excited and enthralled with your claimanship journey Claimanship. i don't know what the, the <laughs> word is um with your pottery journey i feel like immediately so i've tried i i i find myself to be a very artistic person a very creative person but the shit that happens when you put me in front of a potter's wheel is basically just like it's like it's it's kind of just like Godzilla like running through Tokyo but me with clay it just doesn't work out well so to see you in this beautiful craft that like is so magical I can hear unchained melody in the background I could see Patrick Swayze guiding your hands I just feel like it is the most magical, soothing, joy-bringing thing nice. on my feed to see these beautiful things that you're doing that not Aww. only are beautiful and, like, bring joy to the world, but also hopefully bring joy and beauty to your world. I just – it makes me so happy. Girl, I live for it. <clears throat> um, it's like I, I try to do it every day. I love um, it. it. Fun fact, actually. So I took ceramics for two years in high school because I enjoyed it so much. Did not know about I was, that really garbage at it was, was this after you left australia yeah i was in high school here um and really not good at it like i mean to be fair our teacher who was wonderful had you know class size was probably too big you can't really get detailed um and Kristen, you know pretty much told me that i need to find something for me to do that's just for me to do and so i said you know what like there was just this weird calling i saw an ad for um, you know, a pottery class nearby. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to fucking do it. And I did it. And like instantly I was so much better with this instructor. It was, um, it just like opened my eyes to like what I could do and like the way she explained it. And like, now I just kind of had this, this is going to sound really cheesy, like this little kindred, you know, um, experience with a clay. Like we, I I listened to the clay and I let it tell me what it wants to be. And, um, that's magical. <laughs> You're like the karate kid of clay. You just had to find your Miyagi. That's right. That's right. And so, yeah, and it's something that, like, you know, it's I started as it's still a hobby, but like, if had people be like, I want to buy your stuff. We want to put it in our shop. I want to do all of this stuff. So it's yeah. I have like a crazy. dozen spaces for color clay co pots in I, my house. I love that it. I need to buy as soon as they're yeah. fired. I've got ready. a well. See, I've got a bunch that I had my instructor fire for me at her studio <gasps> during quarantine. Ooh just for see. just the bisquare so i have to um glaze it and refire it so we're having yes. to have an electrician come out and put a 240 volt in which is a big 
project. I'm so excited. And then I can get get started. It's nuts. It's insane. It, you know, I never expected this Guys, to be something that listen, like turned look, out. Look for the Color Clay Co. 2021 fall catalog of clayware. You're going to be, it's going to be all the rage. It's like, you imagine. You should sell it. Where? What? No, well, listen, I'm just, I'm telling you where this is going to be. You're going to be in every anthropology mm. and every Sir Latab and every. <gasps> oh my God. Did you hear that they're filing for bankruptcy? <laughs> Wait, who? Sir Latab. No, yeah. Sir Latab. I They'll love come back. stupid shit. My, yeah, my pottery I mean, will rescue them. If Williamson, exactly. That's going to be the big story is Color Clay Co. Pottery revives the limping Sir Latab brand. That's right. You're welcome. You're welcome. Listen, all I'm saying is we are recording this in 2020, and in two years from now, that's going to be the headline. And if you guys also want your palms read or your futures told, you come to me. I'll charge you a small quarantine fee for it, and you'll all be. So jokes aside, I feel like Rachel Rice, you could definitely be like a medium or like a a new Miss Cleo. I'm going to be the new Miss Cleo. I love it. I think she died, didn't she? Oh, my God. Did she? Maybe she died when I was born because there could only be one, like <laughs> Harry Potter and Voldemort. <laughs> Again. Again. Fun little comparison. But, yeah, so that's my, my my big win of the week. So I am so, like, literally, I'm just so fucking proud of you. Thank you. I'm, like, truly, I feel like, I feel like the one thing, too, that, that this whole quarantine situation has made me also realize is, like, when I, like, when we... We always celebrate our friends and our loved ones with whatever kind of like happy little win they have. But like now for the first time, I'm really like truly realizing the depth and the gravity of just how much something small, just a little comment or a little nudge or a little support can make in someone's life. Like literally I had... This um this old woman Phyllis, her name Phyllis. is Phyllis, which I was like, is she married to Bob you? Vance? I mean, she's a perfect old woman name. She walked by the other day. We were in the backyard, or actually on the back deck, and um she walked up like in the next door property, which is like condos. She walked with a little white picket fence, and she was like, "Hi, I am. I'm sorry. I just I just wanted to say, I really love what you've done with the place. Like, I really love that you you're like taking care of it and making it beautiful because you know it's just." a lot of times people come through and they don't you know they're not nice to it and I just I really want to say it it like brings me joy because I go for walks every day and it always brings me joy to like walk by and see what you've done I'm just like (laughs) first of all Phyllis um the fact that you're an old woman telling me that you like some sort of landscaping situation or outdoor housing that I've done means more than anybody else because old people have experience and they know their landscaping and they're near their gardens so that was like the most joyous thing in the world but it just made me think about how like you know we we're always like yay so excited for you but like to really to really celebrate the wins of the people that we love and to like give them the full full full-blown attention and like excitement and joy that they really deserve is like another thing and I think that's the thing that right now we used to just be so busy and we'd be like hey so happy for you congratulations and then move on Mm -hmm. to the next busy day the next conference the next work call the next client call whatever but like now we have time to really celebrate each other and I think that like that's another win for me I feel like being able to celebrate the people in my life and 
what they're doing or what they're not doing. Maybe just like taking some time off to relax or sleep in or take care of themselves. That's also like something to celebrate too. So I, I just want to say I'm so proud of you. I love you. you. I I can't wait to buy and furnish my entire house with all of your pottery. It's going to be great. Um, and yeah, I feel like maybe you can inspire some other people to like pick up a fun hobby that they've always wanted to pursue and, and give it a shot, you know? I love that. Please do. Try it, you guys. Try it while yeah. you can. Try it now. Do it now. Do it now. Do it now. Anyways. All right, guys. Um, I feel like this is good before I start yelling at people because I'm definitely <laughs> pivoting at that point of my drunkenness to um, I know. I really see that. Fun. I see that Asian glow going on, girl. You see it? I see I, it. I have the lights down low to hope <laughs> that you couldn't, but listen, it's pretty, it's pretty there. Um, well, this was great. I'm so, so happy to see your face, obviously. Um, I really do feel better about the world right now and I hope that other people can also maybe start to feel better um again I want to kind of just circle back to if you need to talk to somebody or to have a business coach or a therapist or whatever if you need a referral to somebody or even if you just want to like even if you want to talk to us and like drop some stuff on us we're here too we're not licensed therapists or business coaches <laughs> or Brene Browns or Oprah's but um but we've been through a certain amount of stuff that's probably pretty similar I think the human experience is all um it's all a little bit different for each person but we all share something so you know just just make sure that you guys are reaching out um take the opportunity now to do something amazing and if you're doing something amazing if quarantine or coronavirus or just anything has basically given you the opportunity or the courage to basically go into the world and do something amazing that you've always wanted to do share it with us we would love to celebrate you I just think that like right now it's all about the little wins the big wins celebrating each other being there for each other and just you know enjoying each other I love it all right guys well until next time until next time, you can also find us on Instagram. Yeah. At f.up.successes. You can email us at f.upsuccesses at gmail.com. You can go to our handy dandy website, f.upsuccesses.com. Um, or you can, like, you know, send an owl with a parchment because I am now super into Harry Potter. You're welcome, everybody. <laughs> um, you're beautiful and I love you. And I'm so happy to see you. Yay. And until next time. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Mwah.